Welcome to Tuesdays Together, recorded live Tuesday nights at 6 p.m. in our online campus. We post that episode to our podcast channels at the end of our broadcast that evening. Thank you for joining us. Here's this week's Tuesdays Together. Welcome to Tuesdays Together. Uh, We are on um, week nine. Wow. Week nine. It's crazy. And tonight we're focusing in on Elijah afraid and my child is like not. Elijah and Paul are like my two favorite people in the Bible. I love Elijah and Paul. Like they just do their so many amazing things. Elijah mostly because he's like just in the wilderness to back in town again to mm-hmm. back in the wilderness traveling running mm-hmm. and his emotions were all over the place which yeah you know, i can relate to that sometimes too so yeah okay. i didn't there really think that i could relate that much to elijah until reading i've got like eyelash or something in my eye it was like following me sorry Save the top of your eyelashes now <laughs> you know it's the kind of day i've had um i didn't think that i had anything like in common with elijah but then like after reading this week's Mm-hmm. And going in a little bit more in, like, I see this, like, all the time, but if you don't have a fire Bible, get a fire Bible. Preach. Um, <clears throat> You can get the ones that have, like, the bigger, you can't see that, but you can get the ones that have the bigger lettering, so it's not so hard to read. Um, But I love the fire Bibles, like, extra study notes, and when I started reading it and then, like, reading the extra study notes, I was like, wow, I do actually have more in common with Elijah than I thought. <laughs> um, and we were going to, I'm going to, you know, connect that sure in a little while whenever we get into um, that. So Elijah, we're in first Kings 19, specifically verses one through 18 in first Kings this week. Um, so again, first Kings 19, one through 18, that's our main um, text for tonight. And um, the title is Elijah Afraid and Running. Um, And so this chapter opened up with talking about, you know, we've been going over and we still have several more weeks of um, going through different people in the Bible and anxieties that they had and how they dealt with them, what what responses they had and what God did for them to um, help them through it. Elijah being a big example. Yeah, Elijah is a really big one. And I think a lot of people are probably going to have more in common with Elijah than Mm -hmm. we think, like I I did. Um, Because Elijah is um, using a response, or not using a response, but responding to his anxiety by what we call escapism. And so he's escaping the anxiety the root of the anxiety and i think we all at some point find ways to escape escape our anxiety and Mm -hmm. try to go away from it finding a way to escape to food or shopping yeah or alcohol Mm -hmm. or whatever some of the unhealthier habits but then yeah can be just unhealthy you know going shopping if you don't have money to go shopping or going Mm -hmm. to uh whether that's so much easier now by pulling up amazon Mm -hmm. So they had this conversation earlier today. Jenny <laughs> yeah. and I were talking about this, and uh, it's something they just get get mm-hmm. down and we start snacking or whatever, yeah. again whatever it is that you find mm-hmm. you do that avoiding social mm-hmm. settings, avoiding public um, mm-hmm. places. You know where like depending on whatever 
your anxiety is, mm -hmm. you will avoid those things and you'll run the other direction. If you're so, avoid, like me, you're avoiding doing your budget because you really don't want to look and see how much money you have coming in. I know. So. Anxiety is building up and <laughs> you're feeling it. Um, so that is um, kind of what Elijah's anxiety is classified as in this chapter is escapism. He's obviously running. Um, so <clears throat> background, um, in 1 Kings 18, we learn that Elijah served during the days of King Ahab and his queen Jezebel, who wickedly introduced Baal worship into Israel. In response, God chose Elijah to challenge the king and the prophets of Baal and to call the nation back to God. So Elijah invited the king and all of Israel, including the false prophets, to join him on Mount Carmel. Um, this is one of those like Bible stories that most people, if you're pretty well versed in Bible stories, you know this one. Elijah challenged the 450 prophets of Baal by saying, you call in the name of your God, and I will call in the name of the Lord, the God who answers with fire. He is God. Speaking of signs and wonders, following mm -hmm. those who believe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, obviously, we know what happens here. Baal's prophets accepted the challenge. They set up their mm -hmm. altar. They began crying out to God, their God. Um, they got louder. They even slashed themselves. They never heard anything. And after all this, Elijah built an altar to the Lord, made a sacrifice, prayed a simple prayer, and God sent fire to consume the altar. The people then worshipped to the Lord and shouted, the Lord, he is God in First Kings 8. 1939 um, and so everyone knew at that moment who God was mm -hmm. and that Elijah had God's hand upon him the pastor talked about Sunday morning like you know you're doing it right when immediately after the miracle takes place he God gets the glory right no one said mm -hmm. gosh Elijah just rained down fire from heaven they were like no 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 God rained down fire from heaven yeah. Elijah immediately pointed to God yeah and God showed up yeah with fire. there was no question fire. that that was yeah <laughs> that <laughs> Um, so, of course, in this, in all situations, you know, you think that that's it, but that's not it. Nope. So the story continues, and, of course, Queen Jezebel overheard, or not overheard, she knows what's happening now. She told Elijah that she would kill him the next day um, because, you know, this went against everything that she was trying to push out. And so what did she Elijah said, if a man do? can't do it right, I want to send a woman to do the job. Yeah. That's what she said. So she's decided that she's going to go after him. Yeah. <laughs> and so he is overcome with fear at this point and um, starts to run as far as he can mm -hmm. from there because he's like, oh, great. You know, now she's after me. And an ultimate case of anxiety. Yeah. An ultimate case of anxiety. Yeah. Super anxious. Forgot everything that happened and mm -hmm. how powerfully God showed up. Yeah, with a pillar just of fire. showed the 450 prophets that he challenged. Okay, he literally like, said, got in. wipe out. There's not yeah. a prophet left of Baal, mm -hmm. yet the one woman tells you how scary women can be. <laughs> just put that out there. One wow. woman threatened the prophet after he killed 450 prophets, and he ran for the hills. True. you got to be scary for God and not scary for... <laughs> I don't know. It's just not saying. really probably good either to be scared for God. Anyway. <laughs> so you're off, didn't I? There you go. Of, 
anything <laughs> else that I say tonight because my brain is like fried today. Um, so Elijah runs, he winds up scared and alone. It's like that. Um, this title <laughs> keeps making me think of that show that was on. I don't, I never watched like it, but yeah, na- Naked and Afraid. Or watch either one of them, by the way. Never watched it, but it's like I heard it all the time. Um, and so it like keeps talking about, you know, here Elijah's now alone in the wilderness. He was afraid, no desire to fight for his life at this point. Um, and so I think that we all can relate to situations like that where we get to the point where we're running from whatever it is that we're fearful of to the point where we put ourselves in this wilderness spot all alone um just like elijah was elijah was physically alone in the wilderness but i think that a lot of times we run Mm -hmm. away from whatever it is to the point to where we put ourselves in this isolation um that for there is there is people Yes. There are people. Mm-hmm. I can't even speak correctly tonight. There are people around us, but we're allowing them. We're just lives, we're not allowing them. Yeah. yeah. So. And but it's the most unhealthy thing, which is why Satan pushes mm-hmm. it so much. He wants to mm-hmm. isolate you in your moments of need because he says, "Hey, why would I want you to be around people of God?" Which is something we push so often in our church is like, "Be at church." Mm-hmm. I, I've told so many parents, I'm like, "Yeah, be around fellow believers. Be around." those that encourage you not only during on Sundays, but during the week as well. Like if you can't be the bare minimum is being at church on Sunday morning with other believers, yeah. but like add on other times of being other believers, you know, Hey, if you're alone, you're feeling terrible, call on your fellow believers. Cause that, that's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Like don't ever let that be a time where you pull yourself away from other yeah. believers. Cause the ultimate way he can get you down and down is, mm-hmm. is that like, I know how many times Jenny and I like encourage each other. We go through rough times and immediately mm-hmm. we come to each other and like, Hey, why didn't you just tell me that you're going through this before? Like how often do we go, we just immediately yeah. go run away from it. And we're looking at each other going, I would have encouraged you that time. Just stop and talk yeah. to me. Tell me what you're going through so I can be there with you. And as believers, we should have that same relationship. Mm-hmm. Like we God calls, calls the bride of Christ. Like I think about him, he wants that closeness with us that as a husband and wife, we immediately come to each other and go, Hey, what are you going through? Mm-hmm. Hey, what's bothering you? Mm-hmm. Hey, you're feeling alone. Then let's be together for a little while. You know, and, and maybe as much as, you need to sit next to that person. You need to have that time of closeness to know that, hey, I'm not alone. Yeah. So that's like that's where I started realizing reading through this. That like, wow, I, I can relate with Elijah a lot because that's like my first, I think, instinct when I have any kind of anxiety about anything. It, mm-hmm. My first instinct is go the other way run away from it like all no matter how good of a Sunday you have how, many, how good <laughs> yeah, a camp like, you have yeah still like run away from whatever it is and mm-hmm. because anxiety is almost always rooted in fear so there's fear of something and so in our minds we build this storyline mm-hmm. up that if we go this direction and we want to run away from it and we don't put ourselves anywhere in the position of what may happen, mm-hmm. we think we'll be okay. Yeah. So we run in the opposite direction um, because we fear the unknown, <clears throat> we fear harm, like Elijah did. He 
feared the unknown and harm because he didn't know what was going to happen at that point. Um, we fear other people, as he did. We fear our circumstances. We fear lack of control. I have that problem big time. I fear lack of control, like, like control. really bad. We all do that. Um, our fears then overwhelm us, and then that's when they motivate us to run away from whatever makes us feel unsafe or uncertain. Um, and there is a flip side. There is a healthy kind of fear that encourages us to be cautious, um, watching our surroundings, you know, being cautious of, of, you know, maybe people coming in our lives that we're not well versed with yet, or, you know, there is a healthy fear in those types of times. But when we start escaping, I was going to leave the cannoli, take the gun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, I think um, it's the other way around, it, isn't it? It is. Isn't it? Okay. Uh, I was saying there's certain kind of situations that yeah, where you feel yeah. like a healthy kind of fear. You're like, oh, I should leave the cannoli and take the gun. Yeah. Not leave the leave the gun and take the cannoli. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Okay, I got you now. Okay. <laughs> um. So, but when we become ruled by the fear, that's when it becomes unhealthy. When we start escaping and trying to get away from. The situations um mm -hmm. and so in elijah's case there was a viable reason for his fear i mean jezebel was like i'm coming to get you you know like mm -hmm. there was a yeah. reason for him to fear he literally had people coming out yeah him, yes. he literally mm -hmm. had his life at stake but his initial response to his fear excluded god mm -hmm. and like you said just after he saw what god could do he immediately excluded God from this equation yeah. and started running, not thinking like, okay, you know, like God just saw me through this. I like literally just put myself in front of all these people that could have killed me, mm -hmm. but it didn't happen. So I immediately thought about this as soon as he said that, because in 1 Kings 18, 24, it said the people turned, I'm sorry, 1839, the people turned and shouted, the Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. Mm -hmm. When all this time, he had been the last prophet of God mm -hmm. in the land, the yeah. only believer mm -hmm. left in the land. And yeah. yet he had and all, all these people now on his exactly. side, and yet he still chose to be alone. Yeah. You go, why? He had God, he had all these people. And yet and he still he chose still, to be alone. Like, yeah. Chose to run so, away from everybody. That just told me like I'm on this hard, but look, you look back to your old ways, mm -hmm. then God really shows up. We should really be turning to the way that he chose us. Yeah. Because how often do we do that? We immediately turn back our old way of, oh, I'm just, I'm comfortable in my old spot. Mm -hmm. I'm not comfortable in, I mean, it's hard. Like, yeah. like again, mm -hmm. there you go. Shout out for small groups. You know, you get used mm -hmm. to just being, showing up at church. I get to sit in my chair. I mm -hmm. get left alone. And then you know, why would I want to join a small group? I can be in my comfortable place back again. Yeah. Here's your prime situation. You go yeah. through that tough time. You don't know what's coming. And you run from a small group mm -hmm. and you don't have any to turn to and they pray for you. Yeah. And I can, I, I can relate with the, like, I get, like, anxious in social mm -hmm. settings. I don't, I don't really know why. It's just been something, like, ever since I was little. I'm, I'm pretty shy person. <laughs> Most people probably think I'm snobby, but I'm actually just pretty shy because I don't do small talk and I don't know um, how to just drum up a conversation. Like, I'm just not that kind of person. I have to have some sort of topic that I'm. I'm just shaking the thing too. Um, I have to have a topic, you know, I have to have something uh, 
to motivate me in a conversation. I just don't do like. Yeah. He can, you know, just talk to me. Talk. You, Charlotte, Felicity, they can. They make friends start up a conversation. Abigail and I, we're like, mm, we're all stand over here in the corner <laughs> and we'll talk to each other and maybe, you know. Um, but I've just always been super anxious in social settings. And so when I was reading through this and even just now when we were talking, it just reminded me of like, I'll escape social settings mm-hmm. as much as I can because it does give me that fear of like, oh, what if I'm going to say the wrong thing or if I'm going to do the wrong thing or, um, you know, like, what if I'm just like all of a sudden going to pass out, you know, like just some <laughs> random conversation, random things that will pop through your head, you know, and. Oh, it goes back like same in a couple weeks ago. It's like, how hard is it sometimes where we we get in the situation then like we're trying to be people pleasers we mm-hmm. don't want to like hurt anybody's feeling what yeah. we say mm-hmm. so you know well I'll tell you what I've, I've had so many times where we fellowship again the people of god mm-hmm. and you go i said the wrong thing i've hurt someone's feeling go wind up in the pastor's office or i wound up mm-hmm. having to have a whole sit down conversation yeah. which the conversation wasn't awkward enough already now mm-hmm. i'm having to have a one-on-one confrontation over it you go that's fine i'm just gonna yeah. avoid people all together mm-hmm. so when you're already feeling rough why would i put myself in a situation yeah. where i can get even a worse situation mm-hmm. So yeah. go, but instead we go, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to choose to not forsake that. I'm going to yeah. be with God's people. I'm going to push mm-hmm. through no matter what happens or knowing that something mm-hmm. could happen. I'm going to still partake. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like me and you try to avoid social interactions, you know, try not to. Because <laughs> we just had a uh, youth hangout like at our house Sunday night and it was great. Like we had adults here too and you know, Parents came afterwards and hung out for a while. I made it through fine, you know. <laughs> didn't have any. She didn't sit in the corner and shake. It was, it I was mean, great. like, I did kind of sit in one spot, but I like the spot I was sitting in. So, <laughs> but we were talking and socializing. So, um, but yeah, like that, yeah. I think sometimes that probably is a top anxiety for people too. Like, if, especially if you're an introvert like I am social settings just really mm-hmm. get you and so the top thing to do is escape it escape. don't even like yep. get there you know don't go there yep. um but then like you were talking about budget finances you know that is a huge that's mm-hmm. right up there with social anxiety right. and what do you usually do you escape it you like let's just not talk about it let's just mm-hmm. you know avoid, all together. avoid it um yep. so again escaping Yep. Um, Sammy said it's the worst possible thing you can do. Mm-hmm, you go there exactly. the time. Worst possible thing you can do is, is run away. Yes. Don't we run away. People got from God's people. Yeah. So. Um. And so, and then like it when it talks about in the chapter that um, escapism does not eliminate our fears. Obviously, we all know that. We know it's not going to, but we still seem to look inward to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, we can handle it. If we're the only ones that know, then it won't be a big deal. You know, like, if I don't say anything. So, it's almost like I wonder if it was running through Elijah's mind. Like, if I just run and I don't tell anybody, I don't take anybody with me, I don't, you know, like, I can can handle it and nobody else will have to be involved. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that was the kind of thing running through his mind of, Mm -hmm. let me just 
get away from this situation. I don't, know if you also I don't want to put anybody else. Yeah. It's yeah. um, good. And then in the Fire Bible, um, for verse 4, in 1 Kings 19, verse 4, it said, But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough. It, saying, It is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. And I was reading in um, the Fire Bible notes, and it said that, he, number one, he was overcome by exhaustion. Mm -hmm and discouragement and grief all at the same time during this moment and he was praying for god to set him free of the pressures of life and just take him on to heaven like just go ahead and like take me on to heaven like i don't want to deal with this anymore and he was speaking out of despair um and then it talks about um that we see this even in the new testament when we go forward into the life of paul um who's a pioneering pioneer missionary um he started many churches in the new testament but even he in philippians 123 made the comment that he didn't didn't think that you know like he wanted to continue on and it says well didn't pull it up I'm trying to pull that up can you get it I tried to, but it's not working for me either. Okay. Fashion way. It's 123. Yeah, Philippians 123. Um, and this is like one of those famous, I could probably quote it, but I don't want to mess it up. So. There you go. I am torn between the two. I desire, you to I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it's more necessary for you that I am in the body. Mm -hmm. So even we see even Paul was like, you know what, like, I really, like, would rather be with God, like, I would rather mm -hmm. be over all of this, <laughs> but um, that wasn't, you know, God's plan at the moment for Elijah, it wasn't God's plan for that moment for Paul, he needed them to still work, he needed them to still pass on his message, um, and so we see that over and over, um, and then it even talks about in the New Testament, the heroes of faith um, who desire a better country, which is a heavenly one. And so in Hebrews eleven sixteen, it says, um, instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Um, so, you know, we do have that longing, but... We have to go back and remember, okay, these hard times, God's pressing us. It's just like the the wine, Growing you know, like better. he presses mm -hmm. and he crushes mm -hmm. to make us better, to make it um, just fruitful. Mm -hmm. And so Elijah was feeling the pressure. He didn't want to live anymore. Fast forward, Paul was feeling pressure, didn't want to live anymore, but in the process though we all know that we have to pray we have to talk to god because he has the ultimate plan and give him rest give him mm -hmm. nourishment encourage him to eat and sleep provide for yeah him. and that's what it went on to yeah. talk about um you know that he was extremely discouraged in this time so when he did finally stop call out mm -hmm. to god god was like 
you need to eat, yeah. you need to drink, you need to rest, like, do all these things, you know, like, sleep and get yourself back together. Like, I feel like God was just like, hey, <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. We're going to get up. <laughs> we're going to lay down for a little while. We're going to sleep. We're going to rest. We're going to get some food. And then we're going to make this happen. <laughs> okay. And I thought a few ways of that, because two, two thoughts came to mind when I was reading that. was one said, One note said that, it stops our brains from processing. It stops mm-hmm. our brains not from processing because it says dreams are what actually are, it's actually yeah. our brain's way of processing. Mm-hmm. But it makes us stop taking in anything more. Yeah. And thinking mm-hmm. new thoughts. Let mm-hmm. our brain stop and process everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. But then shortly thereafter, um, it trusts our waking to God. I love that mm-hmm. thought. You go, yeah. We're literally we have to We're trust trusting. that God. Mm-hmm. Eventually, him, Elijah in the moment had to stop and go. Yeah. God, I'm gonna trust in you for my safety because I have nobody mm-hmm. watching my back. Yeah. There's no guard out there at the entrance to the cave. I'm just here. And he's, I'm trusting that there's not a bear in this cave. Wake up I'm just, and not, yes. have, not be dead. Not have them cutting my throat yeah. you know, when, when mm-hmm. I wake up. So, yeah, it's, it shows you're trusting God. When you yeah. Sleep. yeah, that was good, too. Mm-hmm. I liked that because we don't think about that. But, you know, we need our rest. It's important to recharge mm-hmm. our bodies, our minds, our spirits, everything, you know. And But it is such a trusting like mm-hmm. okay i'm going to sleep i'm leaving it to you i'm not going to sit here and dwell on it yeah like it is a big trust like i said i'm scared that you're not yeah. going to cover me you've got mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. so our minds and bodies are limited but our limitations can act as kindness from the lord humbling us and reminding us that we cannot do it all on our own mm-hmm. after he rested he refueled god sent a light on a journey to mount, mount horeb that's something mm-hmm. i made a note later on um it's actually the questions I put remind me that no matter how bad it is, we can always trust in God, and that God like gave him a reset by acknowledging him and providing for him. Like he was in that rough moment, but God mm-hmm. gave him a reset of sorts, mm-hmm. acknowledged him, said, "Hey, I see your struggles. Mm-hmm. I know I provided for you." Like slap, yeah. like mm-hmm. but I mean, at the same point, he's like, "I, I bet. Look, yeah. I'm feeding you. I'm providing mm-hmm. for you. And look, all right, we're good now. Get up, mm-hmm. suck it up. Let's yeah. get up. I've got a mission for you still." Yeah. And he immediately sent him out on the next mission. Yeah, because if he had not gotten up at that moment, followed mm-hmm. what God told him to do, then the whole next part of it with a point of the king's appointing, you know, mm-hmm. and coming in with Elisha, you know, none of that would have taken place. Taken place. So place Elijah, even though in his moment of desperation he felt like he didn't need mm-hmm. to be alive anymore because he felt like he'd failed he did, wasn't doing anything to help mm-hmm. God was like no I still have something else for you yeah. you still have something important to do mm-hmm. can't stop now That's good. and so it's so important for us to remember in those times when we feel mm-hmm. like we want to escape we want to go the other way rest mm-hmm. <laughs> trust trust <laughs> you know, eat and drink, make sure you're doing that too mm-hmm. while you're resting and wait for God to give you your next mm-hmm. assignment, whatever your next mission is, because that's yeah. really, I think those moments that like tonight, we were literally having a struggle all day today. I was having a struggle all day today and then struggling with the sound and everything. It's like, First thing you can easily do is say, mm, we'll catch y'all later next next yeah. week. But God, and, you know, it's like you've got things to do. Yeah. So don't escape and run the other way. Mm-hmm. Take that time, rest, 
and wait for your next mission because I feel like um, those moments and we see that right here in Elijah's story he had a very big um, it was like mountains you know like he just had a really big mountain win and then he came down to the wilderness but God was like no you've got another mountain win coming and I need you to just hold on I said that that's the one notes that our need becomes our greatest asset leading us to our savior. Mm-hmm. Like our need is God. We just always mm-hmm. realize that we always look at our immediate need and you know, no, what we really need is God because God will provide for our needs. Yeah. We're in his riches and glory. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> how often do we just look to yeah. the needs of ourselves? You know, mm-hmm. I, I literally had, I was listening to the 365 Christian men podcast this morning and it said the guy literally did not look, was immediately trying to re- reply on himself in his situation's finances. And he's mm-hmm. down his last dollars, and God said, submit what you have in your wallet to me. And then immediately got a phone call, and his whole life changed. But it was his sign that he hadn't turned that part of his life over to God. So whatever your moment is, whether yeah. it's fear or if you're running for your life, or if it's fear because mm-hmm. you're not can't pay your bills or whatever it is, choose to turn that over to God and let him bless it. And that way yeah. you're actually giving your trust in him. You're acknowledging your need for a Savior, not acknowledging yourself. Yeah. A lot of times. We're men. We try to do it our own way. <laughs> yeah. I literally just read something today because, you know, we all know today, five years ago. Um, it's crazy. It was five years wow. since Hurricane Michael came through. And um, I was, that. yeah, today's five years. Um, but I was reading one of my um, good friends that I was actually teaching with at the time whenever the 2018 happened, you know, the yeah. hurricane. Um, and she actually, her entire house was destroyed. Like she lived in Parker. They couldn't salvage anything. Like it was pretty much like it was going to have to be demolished. And it was the house that she raised her children in. Um, you know, they lived in it for like 20 something years and they planned on retiring and staying there. And, it was that de- I just I can remember how devastating it was because almost every person on my team that year lost their house and I was like the only one that didn't lose my house and I was like you know like trying to help and I didn't know how um, but all I could do was pray for them all I could do was be there for them and cry with them and five years later she wrote a comment a post today on Facebook and I read it and I almost started crying because I was like man all the moments that we went through um just crying in our in our team meetings you know because they were all like trying to figure out what to do and pick up the pieces and we all had such a fear of the future at that time you know like what's going to happen you know like we we were losing students we were losing teachers having to leave in other places and she posted today and she said you know I loved my home and and it was a devastating time but looking back God needed to do what he needed to do and it <laughs> needed to happen because we needed to be shaken up she was like we got complacent and we forgot what was important <laughs> and she was like you know because that was something that <laughs> you know months after she started talking about like it's just a house it's just <clears throat> possessions <clears throat> we're okay our family's okay um it was just it was stuff 
and we had put so much focus on our stuff and that was something that she was talking about today was like five years looking back like she's much happier where she's at now mm. where she's what she's doing now and so you never know like we have that fear of the future and so many people wanted to at that moment you know we all wanted to escape <laughs> that moment we didn't want to live it we didn't want to relive it we didn't want to talk about it but moving forward God has plans for a reason, Great. and we never know what those plans are. Got trust your savior. Yeah, trust. <laughs> you know, and I think there's a lot of people that are closer to God now, mm -hmm. five years later than we probably were. A lot better at trusting Him. And, yeah, mm. especially with trusting. I don't know. Our weakness provides a platform to display His strength. May our only running be directed to the open embrace of our Lord and Savior, who knows our fears and meets us in them. In the darkest, darkest places, God remains present. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. I guess exactly yeah. what you just said is like They're five years later, we look back and it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. We didn't see hope, didn't see yeah. lights. Didn't, mm -hmm. He said two weeks from today, like no power, mm -hmm. no nothing, not knowing what we went to the following morning if we have a yard. Yeah. But yet, we God. were just all in survival mode for so long mm -hmm. that now looking back, it's like, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. We had to trust in God. We couldn't do anything else. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Same just read the right same thing. When situation gotta be talking to God. Mm-hmm. Mm. So our right. questions for this week. Um, <clears throat> first one. How do you resonate with Elijah's battle with anxiety? In what ways might you be tempted to avoid your anxiety? By running away. We sort of hit this in the middle of our podcast. We'll be interested yeah. to hear how your answers are. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? Like you know, I said, chopping trips, food, vacation, mm -hmm. temporary dealing tactics. You know, what, mm -hmm. what do we do? We just might do this. All these things are things you can do on the fly. But yeah. let, look back and I'm like, wow, that really didn't help anything at all. I, I, avoid, I avoided the anxiety, avoided the thing I needed to deal with by mm -hmm. getting a shopping trip or going and getting, yeah. eating food. And I'm anxious about being fat. Going and eating food is not helping me any. But yet. What do we do? Stupid things. I mean, go, yeah. going into debt, I go on a shopping trip to get off my mind off of it. And it's like, wow, okay. What a thought. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. right, go ahead. You get to number two. Um, second question. How does Elijah's story reveal the importance of physical, emotional, and spiritual nourishment amid our battles with anxiety? Um, and obviously, like, it, it's important to come into it with a restful mind rest yes. restful spirit like all of it like Forget. we can't see things clearly when we're not um physically rested emotionally and, and spiritually nourished and rested and ready um that's something that our awesome pastor reminds us every time we have a big event um take two days don't make any take a few take a few days <laughs> if it's a really big event take a couple weeks don't make any big decisions because you're mm -hmm. gonna be completely worn out emotionally, physically, um, mentally, everything. It's so, for home too, by the way. Yeah. Please. Yes. Um, and then the third question, last one. What ways do you see God at work in the midst of Elijah's circumstances? And in what ways do you see God at work amid your own circumstances? Mm. So, That's a good one. Yep. I already covered that one. My thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Because yeah. like immediately you rest, you let God give you rest. You stop and think, so that mm -hmm. way you can respond instead of react. Mm 
Mm -hmm. And then we rush to react. And if we can just stop, think, breathe. I was talking about like, yeah. my dad never punished me, but I made him mad in the situation. It was mm -hmm. always like, go to, your, go to my room. I'll be there in a minute yeah. to tell you about it. <laughs> but it's like, I'm not going to deal in the moment because yeah. it's going to go from a discipline to abuse because I'm really mad at the moment. Yeah. So that I need to get myself situation. together. Yep. Get your thoughts together, get your mind together, and what a great lesson for later on in life. You go, you need to stop, think, mm -hmm. maybe, as long as it's not, you know, situation you deal with in the moment. God says, don't go to bed, don't go to bed in your anger, but outside of that, stop, rest, mm -hmm. think, and then yeah, sometimes you need to deal with the next morning. If it can, yeah. it's not time sensitive, you go, hey, I need to think and get my mind clear before I deal with this. Yeah. And some situations warrant, um, and fasting mm -hmm. before you even make a decision on it or write that text message in your notepad and then paste it the next morning if you still want to send it but don't write it up and get prepared to send it because then it's yeah. real easy to hit that send button instead of yeah it through Very and praying easy. it through first so it's too fast yeah. to get messages out nowadays <laughs> yes it is and it's um, really hard to recognize what the what the the tone you're coming across at so yeah so next week we're talking about jonah afraid of the future which we kind oh. of just touched on a little bit what a great transition <laughs> um so yeah jonah afraid of the future next week we're gonna be in jonah one one through three and all of jonah two um if you want to read ahead on that one so you know another great example of anxiety in the bible mm -hmm. yes awesome Oh, let's pray. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity to share this time with your people, to not be alone, to join the small group, even virtually, to just talk things out, share each, share our struggles with each other, and God grow in you. God, I thank you for helping us to turn our anxiety over to you when we start and begin to struggle. God, help us to turn to you, not get anxious, but God, just to trust in you, love on you, and rest in you knowing that you have everything in the palm of your hands. God, help us to grow in this time. God, help us keep our eyes in the skies and our, our hands to the plow as we continue the good work that you call us to. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 So, we will see you next week. See you next week. Have nice. a great week. Thank you for joining our podcast. Here at Bear Creek AG, our goal is to help others know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Have a great week.